This podcast represents the opinions of Christy and Tara, as well as their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical, mental health, therapy, or legal advice. The content is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your mental health care professional for your mental health questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we're sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors, and we encourage listeners to do their own research and provide the sources we utilize in the show notes of each episode. Finally, privacy is of utmost importance to us. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast that are not personal and permission has not been given have been changed or left out to protect client confidentiality. Welcome. Welcome to Rise to Being. I'm Christy. And I'm Tara. And we're matching today. We are. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Um, if you haven't seen me and girls do it, this was Christy's idea. Let me make sure <laughs> that I get full credit for the pink and the Wednesday and the connection. So, we were both wearing pink sweatshirts and I made the comment, you know, oh, it's Wednesday, so we wear pink. But I knew I would say it backwards, so... Tara took the credit. Right. For me. Dyslexia, ADHD, <laughs> all the things. Again, we're Didn't to know about... she'd make such a brat about pointing it out, but yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely brat. Um, yeah, we're trying to get sponsorship. We're early, y'all. Alana Nani New. Mm. Alani New, again, cosmic um, stardust. This is the best flavor. It is good. drinks. I like it. I've never had it. It before. tastes it's like good. outside, but like in a good way. Like, like earthiness. Like, like, like patchouli and Yoga Guys, no. And fruit. It doesn't. It doesn't taste like outside, but it is refreshing. Who eats dirt? Okay. It doesn't taste like dirt. Okay, guys, this is the last part of breaking up the triangle. So, oh, look at that. we've talked about. Um, we didn't even plan that, y'all. We're just, we're insane. <laughs> been a long long few days we look like shit by the way can we just acknowledge that yes we but look we're like supposed shit. to be okay that was bad that was not therapeutically appropriate we <laughs> are beautiful in every way we just know that we're not our typical selves today we're not top notch we are tired and i forgot we have been stick. working hard okay so um go ahead sorry you can definitely see it across last part of the triangle. triangle okay oh should we have done that okay. yeah last part of the triangle um is thoughts thoughts are the pinnacle hardest thing to change i'm not the pinnacle pinnacle. i'm just using words at this point they are the hardest thing to change Mm -hmm. um we've saved them to last because um because they're the hardest and the thing about it is if you can catch yourself at feelings Mm -hmm. which is the Mm -hmm. easiest or before it becomes a behavior then you're doing good work, right? And so, um, but for long-term change, you have to figure out the thoughts. That's why they call it thought work. I mean, literally, yeah. it's thought work. So, I mean, that's the only thing. I've, I've made this comparison before. All of the therapists are guided by what um, approaches they use. Some behaviorist. They work on behavior, um, feelings. Um, that's like DBT. They they 
focus on feelings. DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy or mm-hmm. something like that. It is. Yeah, exactly that. And then thoughts, people who work on thoughts, it's normally a longer process. Um, I love to use the example of um, if you want to have a green lawn, you would go to using lawn as therapy. You would go to a behaviorist who then says, okay, what's your budget for caring for your lawn? How often do you want to water it? What's a re- realistic plan um, for what you want to invest in fertilizer, etc.? And you get a green lawn. If you go to somebody who works specifically with thoughts, they're going to say, okay, let's tear up the lawn. We are taking out everything. We are down to the dirt. And now, what do you want to plant? Do you want to plant St. Augustine? Do you want to plant wildflowers? Do you want to, what do you want your yard to be? I mean, we're both sort of from Augusta, so azaleas. (laughs) I love hydrangeas. But the point is it, um, you're no longer working with what you've got. You have the opportunity to change um, and become what you want. Again, that's where, that's where I focus most of my work. And so a behaviorist, you're going to work with them for maybe three months. Somebody who focuses on those core thoughts, those core values, those deep ingrated parts of you that we've got to pull up from the roots, you're going to work with them for a lot longer. We won't even set a timeline. I I have some clients who are are still in the pull-up process. I have some clients who are in the dirt and I have some clients in the planting process. I hope Stephanie just... lets me stay forever because I can't <laughs> imagine ever leaving you, Stephanie, my therapist. It's not the way it's supposed to work. Shh, stop. <laughs> okay. So um, if we want to change the way we feel and behave, we need to change the way we think. Thoughts, <clears throat> feelings, behavior. Got it. Um, so we have minds that default to cause and effect. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. So give me an example. Okay. Um, If I break my foot, then I'm going to be like, what the fuck did that happen? And I'm going to be like, oh, it's because my shoe was untied. The cause of my foot breaking was my shoe being untied. Okay. If I um, think even earlier than that, if a child um, is playing with blocks and knocks it over they start learning that if I don't, if I'm not more careful, it'll knock over. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, at, from, from birth on cause and effect, if I cry, right. I get my diaper changed. Okay. Or if I don't do the dishes, my husband yells at me, cause and effect. Cause and effect. Um, so cause and effect is, I mean, that's the most basic way of thinking. Okay. I get it. Um, and we call that common sense, right? <sighs> Oh, I've been mm-hmm. accused of not having that occasionally. Well, I'm glad because there's a problem with uh-huh. cause and effect way of thinking. Okay. Um, because it doesn't work when we apply it to feelings. Oh, yeah, because feelings do not make sense <laughs> at all. I can, I can attest to that. No part of feelings includes common sense. So... Thank God. But that is why people, because I have so many feelings, BPD, um, that people say I don't have any common sense. I'm not logical at all because I'm so emotional. So I get it. Mm -hmm. So um, we have to, um, 
we have to realize that not everything is <clears throat> black and white. I don't know anything about that. And then um, if we involve feelings, then common sense just shouldn't play a part in it anymore. Okay. Um, Tara. Yes. You gave a story um, an episode or two ago about what you would think if somebody didn't so you send a text that's your behavior okay and they don't respond within three minutes three minutes yes so what 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 do you think when they haven't responded within effect okay um they haven't responded in three minutes um then i'm thinking so the effect is them not responding right Okay, what so the cause? The, the cause is going to be they hate me. They they have decided that they don't want to be my friend anymore. They are mad at me for something. They're ignoring me. They don't exist. Yep. I don't know. Bad you, things. You, Bad. That was... The they don't perfect, love me! <laughs> that was the perfect example because um, that shows you um, what dysfunctional thinking is. That mm. is dysfunctional thinking. They engage in that a lot. Um, so... If events mm-hmm. always led directly to feelings, mm-hmm. if they always, if there was always that direct cause and effect, okay, what would that mean for the world? What would that mean for society? What would that mean for me and you? Oh my God, then we would think horribly of one another, number one, because everything would be simplistic, right? Like there'd be no... You would start rooting for University of Georgia because they're the best. Oh, God, you, no. Go Cox. We would all read the same books. We would all watch the same movies. We would all root for the same teams. That sounds tragic. Because if everything just was based on... Oh, you mean if it was real? Effect. Like if it was yeah. cause and effect? Okay, okay, I get that, yes. Okay, so we really do want... Um, Things not as straightforward as they seem. We want things to be a little bit more complicated. Okay. It makes people interesting, it right? It does, yes. Um, so, the number- my therapist, this is a, my therapist told me the other day, she's like, I, you know, anytime we go into a session, I don't know where we're going to end up, but I know it's going to be an interesting journey. So that I, you Do you know. know what that therapy speak for? What? No, I'm not. That I'm crazy as <laughs> Yes, I do know that. Sometimes I call um, therapists dementors. Yeah. Because that was a, that's a Harry Potter reference. Um, my my son said... Um, and we still have canceled JK. So we're well, just... No, but we still love Harry. Evans... I mean, um, Sam said that um, you can respect the work without respecting... The author. The Samuel Lee. That, mm-hmm. So wise. I know. But anyway, so Dementor, um, because when I can make really solid diagnosis or when somebody who isn't typically a crier starts crying mm-hmm. or we get one of those aha moments of breaking their trauma, I get goosebumps. Like I suck it up like a Dementor. Aww. We love it. The more complicated the case like and we know on. I'm complex, <laughs> if nothing else. So, um, this is, so the fact that you root for the Gamecocks and I root for UGA. Yes. We're SEC girls. 
when it comes down to it, anybody in our SEC family will root for. Hopefully, it's UGA. Um, but if we this this lack of um, cause and effect explains why mm -hmm. people react differently to situations. Okay. Um, so let me. I know that I use the example of my friend Monique, who died by suicide in 2018. Yes. She walks into a room, everybody's head turns. She's beautiful. Her thoughts are, what is wrong with me? Why are they looking at me? I don't need to be here. I shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants me here. Right. I walk into a room, again, Use the example, my skirt can be tucked up in my underwear, and that's the reason everybody's looking. Okay. And I am like, ooh, look at me. I got it going on. Everybody's eyes are on me. So, same situation. That's for me. I'm sorry, I, I took a note. I don't have my notepad like I normally do, and I was thinking about something that we need to do, but it's continue. Monique, thoughts. They're not, they don't make sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so two people can react differently to the same situation. And what, what, um, you're going to hate this. Shakespeare said, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. I hate that. Even though I did like Stephanie, we were discussing the other day. And please don't take this as like therapeutic advice. This is to my my certain situation, okay? She's like, decisions aren't good or bad. If you understand the consequences and you're willing to take responsibility, there is no decision that is good or bad. I was all on board with that. But what you just said, I don't like as much. So, it's actually said that we, we're saying the same thing. Are we? Yeah. Let me say it again. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Okay, I guess. There's... Mm. I still struggle. People are bad. People are not worthy, but they are. Everyone's worthy. I know, Stephanie, it's true. So, it is actually, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Well, I am sure. I do know why you feel differently. But when you say to yourself that nothing is either good or bad, and all people have value, and all people are worthy, and all people are lovable, um, and we remove shame from blame we'll talk about more of that yeah. later but that's actually a hopeful thought okay that means that there's good in everyone there's there's not situations. only one way to look at something okay and just because one person didn't like me doesn't mean all people won't like me but i need everyone to like me then you're doing it wrong i know my favorite saying BPD. dita von Tees, she is a burlesque dancer. Um, she said, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there will still be people who don't like peaches. And I hate that, too. I because I, it, it is a great quote, but it does piss me off. Because I'm always like, why do I have to be a peach? I want to be a cherry. You can. You can be a cherry, and there are some people who don't like cherries. Well, that's stupid, because cherries are the best. Okay. Anyway, Not everybody loves everything. And if, if... You are loved by everybody. You're doing it wrong because you are a peach to some people, a, a banana to somebody else, a cherry to somebody else. But what is you? What is your authentic 
fruit. <laughs> what, is, what is the fruit inside you? <laughs> you know what's funny about that though? Sense. As much as I want everybody to like me, like I want to be everyone's fruit, the all fruit, I I am very picky. Like mm-hmm. there are people, I, I do not, I have a long list. I will say I hate 755 people. And people out here, they're like, I don't really hate anyone. Oh, no. come And I have, I yes, actually have, I'm a therapist. I'm supposed to like everybody. But, or find the good in everybody. But I have a... Um, my air freshener in my car is from Natural Life, and I love it. They should be a sponsor. Natural okay, Life. I thought we weren't doing shout-outs to – never mind. I love Natural Life, too. It's fine. So, um, Natural Life says, And we're saying life, natural life, not natural light. Like, not the beer, <laughs> not Natty Lights. Natural Life is like a clothing brand store out of Palm We'll Adidas, include a link in the show. Notes. I mean, let's get them to give us some money first. Well, but still, you, anyway. Okay, so, what the, what the air freshener says is um, – why do you want everyone to like you? You don't like everyone. Ooh. And it's just something good to remember. That's true. You know? Okay. okay. Sorry. Thoughts. So, um, we, I, I, again, I want to focus again on the, the hopeful idea. Mm-hmm. This is an idea of hope. If everything is not black and white, if everything is not cause and effect, mm-hmm. If different situations can happen and different feelings can occur, then that's hopeful, right? Okay, yes. I see that. I see that. This goes back to, in its most basic terms, is that glass half empty Mm -hmm. or is it half full? Okay. And I don't mean... Now, I want to move away from toxic positivity. Okay. I do not. If something uncomfortable is happening... You need to sit in that. Right. Your first go-to shouldn't be, oh, this is a wonderful experience. I'm I'm really, really pleased that I got to experience a house fire. Yeah. Because now I can get new stuff. <laughs> okay, my, Rod, Rodney, I'm sorry to call you out like this, but Rod, my husband, is he is the king of toxic positivity. Uh, that is, that is, I didn't even know it existed until Rodney. Like, nobody else I know. I don't, I don't, I mean, people that are overly, except for, like, she's the one exception of, like, sunshines that I allow in my life because it annoys me. But, um, yeah, Rodney, toxic positivity. So, when I say um, there is science behind putting a smile on your face, just smiling actually sends feel-good endorphins to your brain. Okay. Just a smile on your face. However, <laughs> um, at Christina's funeral... Would I have said to you, Tara, just smile. Just smile. I probably would have um, beat your ass in right. the center of the church hall. And I probably would have thought that was a fair and realistic, um, rational, rational response. I like it. Okay. So, um, one of the reasons, tell me why you think thoughts are the hardest thing to change. I think we have so many of them. Like, they come so... They, we don't have any... They just come. Good, good. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So, a lot of them are just popping in, popping out, popping in, popping out, like popcorn on a stove. Yes. That's fair. Okay. Tell me another one. Because our brains can... There's so many of them. I feel like there's, like, a limited amount of feelings. There's a limited amount of behaviors. Like, they might be exponential, but they're huge. But there are not... An, uh, there's an unlimited amount of thoughts. I can have okay. 18 billion thoughts about this energy drink, not to mention everything else on earth. Mm, I think also, um, I think 
you might be confusing thoughts with feelings. I do all the time. So that doesn't surprise I, me. I wouldn't. Um, I don't think you're going to have an infinite amount of thoughts about that energy drink. You might have an infinite amount of feelings about the energy drink. If, you know, you drink it and it kind of hurts your tooth, you're like, crap can. If you drink it and it's too cold, if you well, drink see, it no, too I'm thinking hot. more along the lines of um, this energy drink makes me... Um, this energy drink could kill me. My heart could explode. This energy drink is delicious. This energy drink cost me $3. I'm going to be broke. This energy drink is purple. I like the color purple. Oh, my gosh. Look at there's um, Saturn. Is Saturn still a planet? Which planet is not? Like, all those are false, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, that's what I, my brain could do this. I get what you're saying. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what Squirrel. to do with that right now. I know. Just what she gets um, for asking me questions. Yeah. No. You're right. Just lead us back to where the we're reason, supposed to go. Okay. I didn't take us where we needed to go. Well, you answered the first one so well and so quickly i was i, I you were hopeful I was, but i was hopeful. gonna get it right jinx i yeah. was yes i was hopeful <laughs> so um another reason that thoughts are the hardest thing to change mm-hmm. is they are so deeply rooted okay let's go back to my analogy with the lawn automatic thoughts are oh they've been growing since you were, <laughs> what is the what is the southern phrase? Just a thought in your daddy's head or something like that. Right. <laughs> they have That's been gross, so but yeah. <laughs> they are um, generational thoughts. Okay. They're not just. It's not just my voice. It's not just my lens. It's my daddy's lens, and it's not just his lens. It's his daddy's lens, Mm. and so on. And so they are so rooted. And so picking them out from the root, that takes some digging. It really does. It takes a lot of digging. So um, you're right about there being so many popping around in your head like popcorn. Yes. And then as deeply rooted as they are. All right. Um, So automatic thoughts. And then another thing um, they're deceitful. Yes, because they're so, not true. Just because you well, think something does not right. make it true. I'm Thoughts talking to are you. Are not Sorry. facts. Not Thoughts talk. are not facts. Okay. Who Thoughts knew? are not facts. Yeah, some people think so. Thoughts are not facts. Okay. We. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I had this amazing client who just a couple of years later I ran into him and he pulled it out of his wallet. Oh. Thoughts are not facts. Hey, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, oh gosh. Those are the kind of moments that just validate everything you've ever done in your life. I bet it was amazing. Um. So automatic thoughts are often very believable, but. They can be inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all have models in our brain of how the world works. Okay. Um, What creates those models? Um, Our experiences. Mm -hmm. Our, like genetics, I've known now from mind-body connection. Um, And like the the situations we're in. Sure. Did I already say Mm -hmm. that? Um, Anything else? What else? What about your mom and dad's Oh, yeah. The models. S- okay. The stuff that other people mm-hmm. that I interact with in their Social theirs. norms. Okay. Core values. Okay. Um, those all create the models in our mind. And that's why I root for UGA and you root for South the Carolina. They're the Gamecocks. 
you can say it. Whatever. So, um, that it, it is because you went to, um, University of South Carolina and I went to University of Actually, I think Georgia. it's because, all right, I used to never care about a team. And then in seventh grade, I dated this guy. I mean, I use the word date, like, as in like holding hands in, in the yard at school. Um, he was a Gamecock fan. So I was leading it back to the Gamecocks, Christy. She yells at me for time, and then... Um, okay, go. Okay. okay. Our models are our lenses okay. that we see the world through. So, the model that Monique grew up in mm -hmm. was filled with trauma. It was very chaotic. She never got um, what she needed to feel a sense of value and worth mm -hmm. and um, being loved. And she took responsibility for things that were not hers to take on. Okay. So it built her lens, what how she saw the world. Um, what built my lens, you know, we, we talked about, again, um, genetics, the support of my dad, that unconditional encouragement that he gave me my mom one time one of my favorite stories about my mom and i've come to peace with this okay so we have what's called the johnson arms we carry a lot of weight in our arms okay it's a lot of fun so one time um i was at a family event and um, i was wearing a sleeveless dress okay and my mom comes up to me and she pats me on the arm and she goes Ah, oh, kiss. She calls me kiss or called me. Um, ah, oh, kiss. I'm so proud of you. You're so brave. And I was like, oh, Ooh, mom. mama. I was being the single mom at the time. I was going back to college because I say I went to UGA, but it only lasted a semester. So had to try, try again. Um, so single mom. <clears throat> Um, going back to college, getting my undergraduate graduate degree in um, sociology, living on my own, raising my two children. I mean, it could have been anything. Oh, mom, what? Why am I brave? Why are you proud of me? You know what she said? It's because you were wearing the sleeveless dress. She said, kiss with my arms. I just couldn't wear a sleeveless dress. Oh, mom, that's even worse. Oh, Lord. Now, again, Janet through Janice. Janice. <laughs> I was thinking, damn it, Janet. Yeah. I, it was it's eighty days. So not. sorry, Janice. Sorry, Bill. Oh. <laughs> my dad is Bill. Um, my mom is Janice. So, um, and everybody called her Jan. Fair enough. Because oh, so, I was going yeah. Jan, and I was trying to go yeah. for the full name. Okay. Um, Cut me some slack. <laughs> So what, um, why I decided to believe my dad's um, image of me versus my mom's image of me, I don't know. I don't know. If I had that answer, I would be a billionaire. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also, um, I will also say that when through therapy mm -hmm. and unfortunately after my mom's death and after having told this story so many times from the perspective of just me, I changed my lens 
and I tried to look at it from my mom's lens. Okay. And I realized it was actually a compliment. Yeah. She genuinely was complimenting me. Good for me. She was proud of me that I wouldn't feel bad about my body for wearing a sleeveless dress. Okay. Again, her lens was so disordered. Her lens was just so unclear, blurry. And I think the more I do therapy and work on myself, like you start to recognize like you don't have the capacity, the emotional capacity to react to me like I'm asking you to react to me. Like even in my crazy BPD-ness, like I can see that certain people that I interact with, they're just not there. They're so blurry. Their lens is blurry. And so my mom was genuinely proud of me for wearing a sleeveless dress. And um, again, now I'm able to not take it personally, not use that as um, proof a that you're, you know, shame. Perfect. No, proof that I am not worthy. worthy. Okay. Proof that I am not lovable. Mm. Proof that I am f- disgusting and should always oh, put on a sweater arms. to cover my arms. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that is how our brain, um, you know, uses the, the lens to see things. So, what we're going to do is put in the show notes okay. a um, examples of um, disordered thinking. Okay, got it. Or dysfunctional thinking. Um, so there's a couple of um, common basic. Yeah. Okay. So Tara, yes. if I say all or nothing thinking, that's <laughs> me. Well, give me an example of it. Um, you okay? There's so many. I can't even. I can't even think. Um, okay, if I um, people either love me or hate me. There's okay. no in between. All or nothing. Um, catastrophizing. I like that word. Um, Don't say it right ever, but I like it. I lost my debit card. Everybody's going to steal all my money. I'm going to be poor. I'm never going to get another one. Oh, my God. It's horrible. My life Jumping is to the worst possible com- conclusion. conclusion. Good Got job. It. Overgeneralizing. Um, I'm the dumbest person that ever lived because I know nothing about anything. Fair I enough. Mean, that was kind of a so one. So, it's but. seeing a pattern based on... One event. Um, I failed a test. I'm going to fail this class. Ooh. Um, mental filter. Okay. Um, mental filter. So I'm filtering everything through something that's wrong. Like I might say, I might have a, be having a bad body image day and somebody's like, um, where'd you get that dress? And I'm like, oh my God, they think I'm ugly and fat and horrible. True. Only paying attention to certain types of evidence. Paying attention to what only confirms your belief about yourself. Like confirmation bias. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, disqualifying the positive. Oh, I do that constantly. Um, if... Uh, turn a positive into a negative for me. Turn a positive into a negative. Um, I don't know. So, you did this the other day. Okay, give me an example. Um, I said something about how pretty her eyes were. And she said, no, I have this fold. And I I'm going to have to have surgery when right. I'm, like, old to... to Tack up my freaking... Thanks, Monty. That's you. Because they're all saggy. How do you turn you have beautiful eyes into... Right. I'm going to need... Or I wish to- they were blue. Green isn't good enough. Yours are so much prettier. 
Mine are green. Well, hazel. More brown she than green. She also has like this liquidy little thing. It's I really have a birthmark in my eye. So cool. Um, okay. Uh, jumping to conclusions. <laughs> that was with the text. With the three minute, if you don't respond, you hate me. You don't love me anymore. Okay. There are actually two um, jumping to conclusions. You can either be a mind reader. I do that all the time. Or you can be somebody who can predict the future. Oh, I can definitely predict the future. My, I, you know, I'm going to be a failure. I am, I'm going to get fired because I'm not good enough. Like anything, any situation you put me in, I'm, I'm going to do that too. It's always going to be bad. Um, low frustration tolerance. Um, that sounds like me. I, meaning that I can't tolerate much. I'm not very resilient. This is too hard. Yes. Um, I, I can't, can't do this. I can't stand this. Right. If it's like, you know, over 70 degrees outside. It's so hot, I'm going to die. Is that an example? Okay. That's an sort exaggeration, of. but sure. Okay. Oh, or it could be last night when I had the air conditioner down in this damn hotel. She was freaking, y'all. And my Tara was like... <sighs> I, I'm, oh my, God, I'm got shivering. I must have the flu. I'm so cold. It was, she didn't have the flu. Freezing. Okay. Um, minimizing. Um, like minimizing myself or minimize, like give me, I gotta have, I don't know this one. You gotta give me some. Hints. Um, oh, Tara. Yes. We are going to be rock stars with Rise to Being. No, it's not that big of a deal. Don't it's, get your hopes up. That's right. Let's let's moderate our expectations. Okay, yes. Got that. Okay. Because we are going to be rock stars. So that's not accurate. Um, you love me. I love you. I'm so excited. Um, emotional reasoning. Um, meaning that it's not logical reasoning. It's the opposite of that. Like I'm taking things to the incorrect conclusion based on my emotions. Yeah, but say it simpler because that's actually like a very therapeutic d definition. Oh, so give me um, give me an example of emotional reasoning. Um, yeah, okay. I don't get invited to a party, so instead of thinking, you know, that that they only had invited friends and family, I'll think, um, well, clearly I invited them to mine. They didn't invite me to theirs, so they must hate me now. And they again, I always default to that, but they hate me. They don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to be my friend anymore. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's just assuming that because we feel a certain we way, we feel left out. So we, we feel, feel like a certain way that that must be true. Okay. Um. Oh, this one's my favorite. Okay. Should and must. Ooh, my therapist is always talking about don't should on yourself, like shit on yourself. So I know that that's bad. I should not be drinking this energy drink. I should be having water. I should get up and walk on the beach this morning. I should. So those are judgment words. I want everybody to avoid judgment words. Should, ought, um, must, never, always. Oh, I never do. <laughs> you never do this for me. You never blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Judgment words. Not good. Not good. Brene says, um, I invite you. Instead of you should do this, she's always like, I invite you to think about blah, 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 blah. I like that. Y'all, there is a meme about the type of therapist. Um, and truly, it's like you either have five beverages in front of you at all times. You either read and worship Brene Brown. Um you love um, 
cardigans and scentsy. And then I think the last one was like something to do with like legalizing marijuana or something. That's awesome. But it was the funniest meme because I fit two of those. I do um, have five beverages going at all times. And then You're I with love Brene Brown. Also, just a you know, yoga, yoga little sideline here. Trauma informed yoga is very much about not using judgment words and not placing expectations on someone that they may or may not be ready to um, to access. So you do you invite people to take a different pose or you invite people to move their bodies in certain positions. So I like that, and I love it every time I'm in a class. And okay, um, labeling. Okay, labeling. Um, labeling is it my labeling emotions or people? people oh yeah self oh oh yeah what like I'm trash yeah I say that on the daily oh my god the example that they used from the worksheet that I pulled up is I'm trash I'm rubbish oh I'm rubbish <laughs> I'm rubbish rubbish yeah I'm trash I sent my friend a meme last night that had um a trash can and none of your business and a little um disco ball was in the trash can and it was like a perfect self-portrait I was like yes she didn't send me it meme. wasn't her okay it was another friend not a good friend. I mean, you were a good friend. I can't say your name. Okay. Um, personalization. Making everything about me. Taking way too much or way too little okay. responsibility. Yeah, I do that. Okay, guys. Um, so, now I'm going to ask you. When all of your thoughts are dysfunctional, like you have every one of those. Sure. What does that mean? We, that Everyone you, has that, some yes, of those? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's just you you aren't in the habit of identifying your thoughts. Because I was like, and I don't level. Oh, no, we, this is everybody. Like, I love to give this as homework and say, start practicing when you're doing, I mean, start checking the box when you're doing this throughout the day. Right. Um, are you able to catch it before it happens or did it already happen? And then what did it lead to? Okay. So obviously if you can catch it, then it led to something really good. If you weren't able to catch it, it probably led to, um, remember, so our thoughts mm -hmm. reinforce our feelings, reinforce our behavior which then reinforce our thoughts, mm -hmm. which then reinforce our feelings, and so on. Okay. And so we want to really, you know, knowing that, so we might catch it at feelings. Okay. But then we can identify the thought. We need to get in the pattern of recognizing our dysfunctional thinking. Makes so that's, sense. yeah, that's, again, going back to the root. The thoughts are the root of that cycle. And if you can pull it up, then you can get out of the habit. Okay. I like that. Okay. So, Tara. Yes. I love, I'm, I love asking you this because I hope that you will. Um, have you ever changed your mind about something? <laughs> okay. But um, on the most, most simplistic, less controversial thing, have you changed your mind? <clears throat> um, I have changed my mind about um, whether or not I like seafood. Is that a good one? That's an excellent one. I was thinking of 800. So we've been friends for decades. You know, I've said that. And Tara, oh my God, Tara, um, she's eight years younger than me. She came to work for me. She was my assistant, believe it or not. She's now in a She used to hate me, though. When, I, when she first hired me, she tried to fire me. She could not stand me. I hated her, too. She had, I, She was a bitch. All right, anyway. So... Um, the way, how much she has grown is just 
amazing. It really is. The growth she's made. She used to not read, for God's sake. She didn't like books. I don't like to read. I just liked a certain kind of book. What? You had never read a book? I used to, when I was young, I was a reader. And then I stopped reading when I, like, hit high school. So it's not my fault. Okay. So you have changed your mind about things. I have. Seafood. And lots of other things. Okay. How did you get that new information to change that your mind? Um, I had to try it a whole bunch of times <clears throat> before I could appreciate it. I Why to... were you willing to change? Because everybody loves times. seafood and they talk about how good it is. And I wanted to like it too. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, And it's healthier for me. And I knew that I should get, you know, eat things. Can I say that... Um, you had come to a place in your life mm-hmm. where you were open to new interpretations. Definitely. Okay. So, um, our thoughts give us an opportunity to change our lens. Okay. So, by changing our thoughts, we are changing the lens that we see the world. All right. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so, we it, that is... Going back to Brene Brown, that is allowing a sense of vulnerability. All right. Opening your heart to new experiences. Yes. Trying new things. Putting some gross fish in your mouth. Sorry, I still I still struggle with fish. Y'all, I'm working on it, though. I like mahi. Okay, so, tools. Let's wrap this up, guys. We're doing good. We're, we're starting to gauge where we're, you know, our... Uh, like our breaking point is of whether we're going to go another hour or if we're, so. we're going to actually stop on time. Um, okay, so um, let's talk about the first tool in leaving this um, dysfunctional thinking area episode. Oh, gosh, I could not think of another word for session. Leaving this episode with tools. The very first one and the most important one is... Pausing. Sort of. Okay, but it was also the same same answer with feelings. Identify. Oh. Identify. Okay. Identify the thought. thought. All right, I can do that. Okay. Um, Get flexible. (laughs) That... um, that means start opening yourself up to new ideas, um, new, you know, the possibility that something is different. Or that than, something's not true, a thought's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, have you ever heard of Socratic questioning? Ha, I went to law school. That is how every class is taught, the Socratic method. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it's hell. I mean, it's not hell. But sometimes I was like, it's not hell. It's great. It's wonderful. So Socratic questioning is awesome. Do you want me to explain what it is? Um, do you know the six types of Socratic questioning? No, I don't. Uh, well then explain what it is first. Okay, so for in the context of law school, basically what it was is the professor has all of the knowledge, right? And you go in and you don't know shit. And instead of like giving a lecture and being like, This means this and this means this and this is this, they're like, um, what is property? And then you're like, I think it's this. And then they're like, okay, well, if that's the definition of property, then what does that mean when so-and-so takes the property? And so they never tell you anything in a sentence. They just ask you questions over and over and over and over. And then you just try to figure out what the fuck the takeaway is supposed to be. 
That is such a great example. I love it. <laughs> yes, that is Socratic questioning. Um, so the question, the types of Socratic questioning okay. is clarification. Okay. What do you mean when you said? Um, could you explain this point further? Mm. Challenging assumptions. Is there a different point of view? Um, what assumptions are we making here? Are you saying that all fish okay. are gross? Yes. No. Okay. Okay. Evidence and reasoning. Can you provide an example that supports what you're saying? I'm having a PTSD flashback over here. Can we validate that um, that evidence? Do we have all the information we need? So I love when um, I am always in trouble. I'm always grounded. I'm, I never get my phone. Okay. Um, tell me the last time you had your phone. Like five minutes ago. <laughs> Got it. All right. Okay. Um, alternative viewpoints. Um, how else would somebody else respond to that? Um, one of my favorite things to do with that is sometimes so Tara yes I say to you I sent this text three minutes ago and they didn't respond they hate me would you say yeah you're right they, they definitely hate you. hate you probably but what I should probably say is seriously they might be in the bathroom like you poop longer than three minutes so, she hates y'all she hates talking about poop she doesn't believe in poop. And the fact that I'm doing this, she is going to beat my ass when this is over. Sorry, I couldn't resist. So, <laughs> if you can say to your best friend. Yes. If you would say that to your best friend. Yeah. I wouldn't. But right. I wouldn't say so, it. So, I shouldn't say it I, to me. I love with mothers and fathers, I'll say, what would you say to your child? Ooh. What would you say? Yeah, what would you say to your baby girl? She looks in the mirror and tells, you know, herself that she um, is fat and ugly and disgusting. What would you say to her? Right, or what would you say to your son if he looked in the mirror and said that he was weak and a failure? Right. And if you wouldn't say that Or what would you say to, to your dog? If you wouldn't he say that to your child, why would you say it to yourself? Special. If you wouldn't say that to your best friend, how in the world can you believe that about yourself? Mm -hmm. um, okay, implications and consequences. Um, how will this affect someone? And what are the long-term consequences of this? So this is, I love to do this with my impulsive teenagers. Okay. Um, you know, you'll say, you know, they say, I want to try... Marijuana. Um, yeah, I want to try marijuana. Okay. Well, what would the consequence of that be? It's illegal A in most time. states still. It, I wouldn't say that um, to my child. It is illegal in most states still. So what would the consequence be if you were caught with it? I'd be in trouble. Um, I couldn't what would license. that mean for school? What would that mean for driving? I might get kicked out. Um, I won't be able to drive. So it's allowing them, instead of saying, you can't do this, you're allowing them to make this executive level functioning, executive level of thinking. Is this worth the consequence? Mm. And sometimes it is. If you can put enough protective barriers around it, by all means, have the experience. 
But if you can't, it's not the right time. I'm going to ask a follow-up question, even Mm -hmm. though I know that we're short on time. So when I am like in the throes of BPD, and if I were to ask myself this, is it worth it? I'm going to be like, hell yeah, it's worth it. Hell yeah, it's worth it. I don't care. I don't care about any of the consequences. So what? how can I take myself out of that loop? So then, again, the value you have for yourself Mm -hmm. is different. Would you allow your niece, Emma? Oh, hell no. Okay. There we go. All right, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Great question, and I'm glad you answered. I mean, you you were able to come to that conclusion because sometimes we can't care enough about ourselves. Mm. So who do you love most in this world? And if you would want that for them, go for it. Yay, enjoy. If you would not want that for them, uh, you're better than that too. Okay, Okay, um, challenging the question. What do you think was important about the question? What would have been a better question to ask? Okay, give me an example. Um, challenging the question. Um, Is it a question I'm asking myself? or Why can't I lose weight? I, why don't I have any willpower at all? Oh, so that's a dumb question. Obviously, that's a dumb question. Well, we try not to use judgment oh, words. Excuse, excuse there me. There is a better Every way. Every question is a good question. No, there's just a better way to, you're, you're setting yourself up right. for a negative thought. You're setting yourself up for negative feelings. Right. So is there a better way I could have asked that? Exactly. Like why, instead of asking, why don't I have willpower? Um, what, um, what is going on in my life? That is that making it hard wait. for me to mm-hmm. prioritize eating healthy right now or something. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, if y'all have any questions about this episode, if y'all have anything to add, you know, talking about these major, major therapeutic concepts within a 50-minute time span it hurts ridiculous. my head. Right. This could be like a not, this could be an entire, I mean, it was your entire LCS yes. curriculum. It was a three-year process. <laughs> True story. So I really, um, I want y'all to ask follow-up questions. You know, um, I, I love my son, um, Evan, who is in Germany. I just, um, I love him so much. And he, um, he listened to some of our podcasts that we hadn't published just yet. And he had some really, really powerful questions um, that then allowed me to hopefully present every time you come back, hopefully you will get more of your questions answered. Um, So just comment. Find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. We're going to have TikTok. Yeah. So find us everywhere. Rise to Being. And we want to get your questions answered. We, we really do. do. And if you're listening on Spotify, they have a cool new feature where the question actually will pop up below the episode. And you can just click one little button and type your question in. So Yeah. So I'm um, really excited to start getting to know y'all and what you need from us. Um, because, again, I know these little bite-sized pieces of big, big therapeutic concepts um, might lead to more questions. I would hope they would. Okay. Um, so y'all have a great, yes. wonderful day. Make sure you wear pink today. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> and we will see you next Wednesday. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.